Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Grandquist, and you're tuned into Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning into the show that celebrates all things creating and loves to share stories that inspire and get you um, to be a part of the arts. We're going to go ahead, and today I'm going to start talking about something that, well, it's evening chores. <laughs> it might surprise you. I was the other day just working on the usual things you do cleaning up dinner loading the dishwasher, taking out the trash and recycling, feeding the dogs and the cat, filling up the pet water bowls, letting the dogs outside, thinking about tomorrow's dinner plans. And I wondered, how many times have I done these tasks? In fact, my brain was a little bit tired of the repetition, and I was feeling like, do you remember that Dunkin' Donuts guy? Time to make the donuts. <laughs> it was a commercial that was probably on during the 70s. And uh, you know, I was just sort of thinking, well, I really, I, I want to try to come up with a way to make these necessary tasks feel a little bit better. And you know, teenagers, I thought they might be the answer, but they aren't always really a reliable, consistent uh, answer to that. And the one thing that I do love is when my pets get happy about their treats and refilled bowls. And so, but it also might have just been an extra tired day for me. You know, I was thinking about that. So I, I was thinking about routines and the things that we do every day and how many times we do those things. And then it got me to think about school. And this is where it got exciting for me. Because I, as you know, if you've ever listened to Arts Any Radio, I love school. And I loved that we had so many th new things to learn each day. New projects, new classes, movement throughout the day. I've always loved that learning. And that's probably why on that list of all those chores, I never included cooking in that list because I love cooking. Cooking to me is like this adventure and a creative journey. It, you know, you can make each meal different by adding something new to it, like a re regular repeated recipe because there's always a new spice or sauce or technique or ingredient twist or protein or side to try to get you refreshed and, you know, take that tried and true chili or spaghetti or grilled cheese to the next level, something interesting and fun. And every meal is sort of like a blank canvas. And I can also work on my timing and how I put things together and try to get everything hot at the same time or ready. And so it's kind of fun to um, make, at least for me, this is how my world works. And it's fun to try a new recipe, to take a risk, or just improvise, looking at what's available um, in the refrigerator in the cabinet. And to me, that's creative and fun. And I think we always need creative and fun in our lives. And that's why lifelong learning is so important, because there's that joy in trying or discovering something new. And I think as we get to be grown-ups, we forget how important this new stuff is to our well-being, that idea of play and fun and creativity. And it's easy to get into patterns that can bore us or numb us. So I say, shake it up this month. Get out there and try something new or go to back to something you used to love. 
Better yet, get together with others and try together. Today's Art Zany Radio story is fantastic, and I cannot wait to share it with you. I hope that this conversation you'll be inspired by their learning to play string instruments and the camaraderie of the group of being together and discovering music. So I want to turn on the mics and welcome to the studio uh, some of the, the folks who are co-founders and uh, behind the scenes of this great new group, which is currently calling themselves the Strings, Bows, and Contentment, but that might be a name that, that moves on to something else, because this is a brand new endeavor in our community, and it's a really exciting thing, and so I want to welcome to the show Peter Stegner. Welcome to Arts Any Radio. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you. Also, you. Uh, Laura Geisler, welcome. Good morning. Nice to be here. Yeah, and Lori uh, Melting Stegner. Good nice, morning. Nice to have you too. Um, this is such a fun thing. I saw this come across my my desk, and I was like, I, "This is going to be a great show." I already know because I love these stories. I love when our community um, comes together to find a, a a thing that maybe didn't exist and try to see if we can't find a way to make it happen. Um, this is um, an orchestra that aims to give adult string instrument students an opportunity to learn and play together in a music group. And you currently rehearse at All Saints Episcopal Church, but you're about to bust through that space, it sounds like, which is kind of exciting. And we'll talk a little bit later about some of the March upcoming concerts. But I'd love for you each to sort of start by introducing yourselves a little bit about your um, music life and um, your connection to this group. So let's start with you, Peter. Okay, well, um, I'm an adult violin student. I've been playing for about 20 years. And for many, many years of just practicing, 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 I needed to be part of a group. Otherwise, it's just like there's no mission to all my practice. There's no meaning behind it. Um, and that's where I'll segue into the next. But that's my story at the instrument. I'm not a teacher or anything. I'm just a student. So. Right. And you used to, uh, you're retired recently, yeah? Yes, I'm a retired tax accountant. And so you, but even through your tax accountant times, you were playing an instrument? Well, that's good question so i've <laughs> been a student for 20 years but because of the tax seasons and all that it's to be honest with you it's a 20 honest years of hard work the other 10 i would not even practice at all because it's too much work to do mm -hmm. so. yeah and so i i think that's really inspiring what you said about you know wanting to get together with a group of other people uh, like-minded folks that definitely that was part of your inspiration of being connected with the group yeah so when i lived in minneapolis i did belong to the new horizons orchestra which is part of mcphail mm. and it was a wonderful experience and when i moved down here there wasn't an orchestra for for someone of my level or a student level mm-hmm and um, we'll get into that part of the sure. story a little bit later on, but that's that's where this all came to be. Well, I'm delighted to have you here. You're the one that reached out to me, and so I thank you for uh, bringing the story to Arts Any Radio. Thank you. Yeah, and let's hear your story, Lori. Well, my, I'm Lori Melting Stegner, married to Peter, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a violinist. Um, I, I have two degrees in music, and, I, and when we came down here, I started teaching we were in the pandemic, but I started teaching at Hotspot. Martha was our 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 point of getting involved and in, our first point of contact, getting involved in the community musically. And um, I teach there and play in CVRO and play in a couple other groups. Um, I'm also a jazz player, so I go to the jazz jams, et cetera. Um, 
And so, so you've been playing, I think, you, in the notes that I read, you know, since you were very young. Um, since I was nine, yeah, yeah. And I'm playing piano with a new group. My Piano was my first instrument, um, so that's my story. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome. I'm thrilled to have you here, and great. To, it's great to share this story. And we'll hear a little more about your arranging skills as well as we get, get on in the story. And Laura, you, it's exciting to have you here for Arts Any Radio. Tell us about your um, experience with music and a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I've been a violinist since I was about five years old. I was a Suzuki kid of the, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. and um, just grew up playing violin, having music as part of my life. I wasn't in a particularly musical family, but it was something I connected with. And um, I just saw myself as a lifelong violinist. It was completely by accident that I landed on my second career. I am a Suzuki violin teacher here in Northfield, and I have a teaching studio. So I have, I don't know, somewhere between 20 and 25 students at any time. And I absolutely love what I do. Um, and I've been involved in youth music in Northfield really heavily and joyfully for quite some time. And that chapter kind of, you know, it comes to a natural close in some ways when your kids grow up and launch and they move out of those programs. And, and so I've, I kind of closed that chapter in that my time investing in, you know, some of what I was doing changed. And I was just in a happy place where I, I, I love my studio. I love my teaching. I was loving my playing. Everything was in a really good place. And then Peter came knocking <laughs> on the door this fall. <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought, well, I really enjoy adult musicians, but teaching adult musicians privately is very different than teaching your five-year-olds. Yeah. And I um, have always been really intrigued by the idea of teaching some group classes for adults or something like that where I have them in community with each other and can teach and so the idea of a adult string orchestra that isn't trying to compete with what Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra does so wonderfully Mm -hmm. but is targeting a different audience of players who don't have the skills to play with CBRO yet Um, and I, I thought it would be a glorified quartet but certainly has proved me otherwise yeah well and we, i'd like to back up just a minute when you say suzuki people hear that and they they you know it might be something that they've heard of but tell us a little bit about that teaching from your perspective and um, do you still teach both kids and adults i teach primarily kids and mm-hmm. i will have one or two adults in my studio at any time right now my adult is a parent of mm-hmm. a kid that i'm mm-hmm. teaching um the suzuki method came from out of Japan in the mid 21st, uh, I guess 20th century, right? So the mid to, yeah, mid 1900s. And he was um, a violinist, but he was a humanitarian. And he believed that he could grow children's hearts by teaching them to play beautiful music. And he also believed that a child could learn to play music the way they learn language. And that's why it's called the mother tongue method. And so we all know that Suzuki students listen and play by ear. But what that really is, is that in the early years, that they the listening just 
builds that inner Spotify playlist, if you will, <laughs> of music that they want to learn then. And then you teach them how you can start to um, apply what's in your mind and figure it out on your instrument. And that, on a very basic level, we can call that technique, but it's learning how to take that music in your head, put it on your instrument, listen to the sounds that you're making, and try and make it sound as beautiful as what you've heard before, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's how we all learn to speak. And we all, we mostly learn um, language before we can read, right? That's the natural process. You learn a foreign language that might be different, but mm -hmm. that's a natural process of language learning. And so a great Suzuki student is also a great note reader, but it's just that we put that note reading pro learning process in the natural rhythm of, um, of their experience and their growth as a musician. I'd never heard it described that way, and I really love what you just said about the, um, you know, you seeing it in your head and then bringing it to the instrument. And that's one thing when I, I used to teach writing classes, I used to try to describe to people is, you know, when you come up with an idea, it's in your head, it's grand and big, and it's very hard to translate that into just, you know, the 26 letters of the alphabet. And so you've got, it takes practice, it takes time, it takes re repetition and listening, as, as you said. And so I think that's a, a really beautiful thing. And it is a great way to, to learn and that approach. I'd never heard that phrase, heartfelt way of, you know, just kind of being in the world too. And so uh, that's a, a wonderful thing. And like you said, you, you had been teaching and focusing on this youth aspect, but then Peter came along. How, how did you two meet? Uh, Peter, do you want to tell the story about how you made the connection? Well, uh, this goes back to Martha's place, the hot spot. Um, I met Laura when they were looking at buying that church. Uh, so it's a couple years ago. And <clears throat> I didn't really know you personally, but I just, you're in the room with us and I remembered you and all that. Um, was that like two years ago, maybe? Oh, that was oh, two and a half years. That two and a half years. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. Uh, so that's two and a half years ago. And then, um, probably about six months ago or maybe nine months ago, I was kind of complaining to Lori, my wife. So I'm going to say Lori, my wife, because it's <laughs> Laura and Lori. Yes. <laughs> so complaining to Lori, I just, I have, I'm practicing, but what am I going to do with all this? Where, yeah, where am I taking this? Yeah, so then Lori did mention that Laura was looking at putting some adult students yeah, together. Yeah, you were talking at that point about maybe a chamber group of, yeah, and trying to find a way to make that work, and I don't think it, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a colleague, Catherine Cannon, who has a wonderful cello studio in town. And she's a fantastic Suzuki cello instructor. And we've teamed up and we have a community Suzuki group lesson program. But one of her passions is chamber music. Mm. And so we've been working on, you know, figuring out what, what can we do with Suzuki group lessons and chamber music and we she has a great chamber group that she has kept together all year coming out of a chamber camp program that we taught at this summer and that she's run and my group one kind of wanted to stay together but transportation and logistics wise they couldn't mm -hmm. and so we were we were looking around for who would like to be in a chamber group, I was looking for something to coach. That would have been a fun little addition to what I was already doing. Mm -hmm. 
So it's kind of just fortuitous that uh, you you happen to connect and and we'll give a shout out to Hotspot, which is right here on Division Street. Um, I don't remember the address, but eight hundred one. Eight hundred one. Okay, she's got it. I go there three days a week. Yeah, at least yeah. three days a week. <laughs> yeah, and it's just been such a great music incubator and connector and yeah. uh, a great opportunity. So thank you to Martha Larson and crew mm-hmm. who who you know put that together as a. Uh, great place in in town yeah and shout out to martha larson she just <laughs> she's someone who knows how to dream and she knows how to make mm-hmm. that happen and mm-hmm. i think she's an inspiration for all of us and she's an mm-hmm. inspiration for how you do something like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so uh, then you know let's for- fast forward so then all of a sudden you said well let's see who else is interested right and well what happened is i was sitting at Lori had a recital at Carrie Jennings Barn, which is a beautiful venue. Yeah, they do some like open mic things and yeah. some mm-hmm. opportunities for people to try try new pieces or new groups or new uh, routines or whatever you might want to have. Yeah, and Lori had Laura included in part of the program, and I'm just sitting there looking at the barn rafters and all that stuff. It's really cool looking, and I thought maybe I should connect these two dots here for myself, and, and that's when we spoke about having trying to create a like a smaller chamber group. The, I mean, I was not expecting 20-some-odd people. I was thinking, oh, she might know three students. <laughs> I can get two people maybe or draft someone from one of Lori's students. I was envisioning five at the most, six. And uh, we, we had to adjust the mission a little bit <laughs> for an orchestra instead of a small chamber group. Yeah, that's exciting that there was that much interest in, in, from the community and without – a lot of, you know, really advanced, you know, promotion or, or just you put the word out. And, and how many folks showed up to some of those first rehearsals? Yeah, it was it was flabbergasting. <laughs> I just, I had no idea. In fact, I had just been at this uh, International Music Teachers Conference um, where one of the people I really admire, Kirsten Wartberg, had gathered people actually from all around the world um, to talk about... Um, about teaching and there was this wonderful presentation from a gal over in I I believe she's in Singapore and she has started a music school with various branches just for adult learners and we had we just started kind of putting this program together and we were starting to hear back from some people and I was listening to her and I thought wow that's really quite something that a community can do that and I think, you know, a week later, I was back here in Northfield, <laughs> and we were having 15 or 20 people saying, hey, we want to be part of this thing. And I was thinking, well, this is different. But it, it told me that there is, there is a need out there for adults. You know, you, you play when you're in high school, mm-hmm. in middle school. You grow up with youth activities and youth orchestra programs. And you either go into music and you have many opportunities or you're an excellent player and you can play in a group like Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or that's when your music engagement usually ends. Yes. And I think what I saw with the, the story of this colleague of mine over there in Singapore is that it doesn't have to end with childhood ending, right? That there can be a chapter in adult life especially for someone who is still wanting to grow musically. They're wanting to develop their skills, develop as musicians. They're not at that point that they can engage in that really Mm top-notch community orchestra. 
Yeah, and so that's a, that's a lovely um, opportunity and, and a, a need, clearly, if there's that many people that showed up. Peter, what have you noticed since you've been um, playing with the group and you, know, you, you were, were by yourself practicing and now you're, you've had a couple of months of um, getting together? What's, what's, how does it feel for you? Well, I'm not lonely anymore. Thanks a lot. And sorry. Um, I noticed that, uh, in fact, a couple of the students made the same comment yesterday when we were out on break. It's like you can hear the other instruments playing and the other parts of the violins playing, and all of a sudden you appreciate the piece a whole lot more. Mm. It's not even a whole lot more. It's just differently. And um, that's... And that's what I missed back when I was with, with New Horizons, and I'm just so glad this really took off. Um, I have to say, I'm very appreciative and amazed how many people we got, and how committed they are, and how in our last concert season, which was the winter walk season, I'll call it, three weeks, three rehearsals, yeah, yeah. right, mm -hmm. three rehearsals and a concert. Oh. That's, that's pretty great. I mean, that's a big leap. Sometimes. Well, also, okay, so there was a lot of Christmas songs, and everyone knows that, so it's kind of <laughs> jolly and fun to play to that. But then Laura picked out two songs that nobody knew from Yoakum Yohau, and then the other piece, the pastoral, the not Corelli, everyone yeah. knows it. Yeah. But they took it on, and they did really well. Yeah, yep. and one of those pieces... I picked as our stretch piece because I said, I have to find the mm. bottom of our orchestra and I have to find the top of our orchestra. And so I said, I'm going to pick three bigger pieces that will tell me something about who I have in the top of the orchestra. And I'm certain we're going to toss one of the three pieces out. We just aren't going to be able to pull this off in three weeks. Yeah, and so that that's a really interesting thing too because you're, you're uh, playing music that people are coming to with different skill levels and different time invested in the instruments and uh, or if di even different um, experiences with with being able to uh, perform music and and so that's what's part of what you come in and do um, with Laurie with your arrangements so talk about mm -hmm. doing that for an orchestra like this sure well in in the first concert truthfully I didn't do the arranging you had some wonderful arrangements for the stretch pieces but now that it's been established and and there's more time to put it together so for example um so i have i have a string quartet up in the city still and i have a list of arrangements this big because over the years if mm -hmm. it was needed i just started arranging so um we'll we'll use a little bit of that so for example a shokan farewell is on on our plan to do so i'm going to take my string quartet arrangement and then enhance it add a string bass add a third violin, um, cater it to a string orchestra versus the string quartet. So that's a little different for me because mm -hmm. I'm just used to, I know how to do the four instruments of equal players, but we want to feed everybody. So, mm -hmm. so that's a good challenge for and, me. And uh, Laura, you've become the conductor of the group. And um, tell us about... Um, bringing everybody together and trying, you know, obviously the goal with any, you know, putting to piece together is to, um, you know, be in sync and be uh, moving towards the same direction, but you, you know, managing all these different uh, entry points. Yeah, and managing learning to be a conductor. I mean, <laughs> that is my growth step, right? That is not who I am. Um, I'll give a little shout out to uh, someone I know up in 
the cities, Jonathan Roque, who wrote this curriculum called Rhythm, Rhythm, Revolution. And it is a rhythmic literacy curriculum. And I use it in my note reading curriculum with my students. And so on every exercise, my student has to tell me what the time signature is. They have to tell me what that means. They have to um, step to the pulse while they count out loud and conduct four measures of the time signature. So I'm teaching conducting patterns for two, four time, three, four time, four, four time, okay. five, four time. I feel like through this curriculum, I've, I've stepped into the past few years teaching like the very basic beginning principles of conducting. So I, I guess I get to practice that a little bit. That's been fun. And then you have to figure out how you select music because part of success of a group like this is how to manage your music selection. Mm -hmm. And so you have to know who you're working with. And one of, I mean, for an orchestra like this, having a house arranger is one of the most amazing things. I know some people who arrange or write for multi-level instruments. That's who I pulled from um, to do the Christmas music. And we had multi-level parts so that you you don't have to have auditions to make sure that someone can come in at where you want to put the bottom of the orchestra. In our orchestra, since we have an in-house arranger, we can arrange for anyone who wants to come. And we have some brand new learners who want to be part of an orchestra as part of stepping into that brand new learning process. And so I can look at say the Brandenburg concerto that we have, and I can look at it and say there's no way that the third violins are going to be able to manage this part. So, Lori, could you <laughs> please write a part for third violin? And that is just invaluable in trying to start an orchestra like we're starting and to be able to say you're welcome, you're wanted, you have a place here musically and socially, and we can write the part that you need. That's a pretty phenomenal uh, development. Yeah. I think that that's unusual, and it's clearly got everybody excited. And I, I'm happy to share the story, folks. If you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I'm here with the folks from what's uh, temporarily called Strings, Bows, and Contentment. No, no bows, strings, oh, and contentment. Did I put yeah. that backwards no, okay. on my? Oh, I'm so sorry about <laughs> that. I will reflection on. Colleges and contemporary. Got so you. Both. So bows would yeah. be first. Could I'd be bows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you'll be taking lots of bows after your performances. I have to plug our town. Lori and I recently moved to Northfield. We love this town. We love the vibrancy and we love the motto it has cows, colleges, and contentment. So uh, we thought, well, let's just use a twist of that for mm -hmm. the name of our group. And We'll see how long that goes. It's a long name to say, okay? It's a long name to write, too. Sure, but I, I think I like, especially like the contentment part, right? Because right. you don't have to, it kind of gives you that permission to, you know, just um, be where you are, love the place you're in, right? And wherever you are on that musical learning, you know, you, you like you said, have a place and can contribute. And that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, and I think it, you know, you put a musical name, like a composer's name or a musical term, and all of a sudden there's a statement about the level of playing you have to be at. Or you take, for our area, you take 
the name Cannon River and you stick it with your name and all of a sudden we have how many different musical organizations mm -hmm. that we'd share a name with so I think it's okay right now for I that name okay. to percolate yeah. I think yeah. I, I think we know your newbie I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid I might call it Bows by accident. <laughs> and that would still work, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we should um, pull up one of these uh, songs that, that you uh, brought with us to, to, to us today. Um, is there one that, that stands out that you want to start with? Um, well, you know, we started rehearsal last night with the Irish Washerwoman. So okay. let's begin with that. Okay, that, that one is... Um, a, there's so much joy in this song and, yeah. and I can't wait to share. So let's go ahead and I'll get that tuned up and we'll listen to just a little bit. Is there anything you want people to know about this? Well, I'll just say I, I'm in the midst of making the string group arrangement and I'm basing it on this clip because uh, I heard it and it's so fun. Yeah. Um, so what you're going to hear are two violins. It's, it's that clip, right? Yes. It's it is. Yeah. Yeah. With, with some percussion in the background, but I'm arranging it for the... And Peter, you were going to say something well, too. You're, the audience will hear several Irish-sounding pieces because our next concert coming up is on St. Patrick's yeah. Day, and so we're you're getting ready a for that. Green in there, right, so, right. Yeah. So you, you might be a, a group that celebrates holidays and festivals and all the you know wonderful th add, made adding a new dimension to those celebrations. Yeah, and for me, it's a piece that I've lived with for a very long time in many different contexts. But maybe it keeps going back to fifth grade when we had a little competition for who got the solo for Irish Washerwoman and Isaac Krauss beat me oh, out no. for the solo. So <laughs> I think I've always been unearthing it since. That, but when, when a piece, when you know a piece that well, that yeah. young, and then it stays with you and it keeps coming up because your kids learn it, it just becomes a favorite. Yeah, that's a that's a great yeah. story. So this is for you, Isaac. <laughs> We're gonna keep it going. Um, Looks here like we... Isaac's trying to call you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Irish washerwoman. <laughs>
toes. That's Irish washer woman. I don't if you're not tapping your toes or thinking about um, you know getting up and dancing, then pull this up on the video. This is uh, dueling fiddles, and um, it is just such a. They're the two two women in the in the video are dressed in these incredibly sparkly dresses and. They are having a great time, and it's a lot of fun to, to watch. I really appreciate you bringing this clip to us. And we do want to give a shout-out because, as you mentioned, that you're going to be doing something on Saint, around St. Patty's Day. You have a couple of concerts planned. Um, the first one is March 14th, and that is going to be at the Northfield Retirement Community and their chapel. And that concert starts at 6:30. So that what a that's a, a lovely place and a great great spot in our our community. And then this the St. Patty's one is in fact March 17th at the Grand, at six o'clock the concert starts. Correct. And so that's exciting, folks, that you have moved from really just uh, getting everybody together to like we're going to get out there. And how does that how is I mean, some of those players might be a little nervous. How are you dealing with that with the players, Laura? Well, they just stepped up to the plate for Winter Walk, and I think it, you know, you have a community of players, and they get to know the music together, and they're excited about playing, and you have that security of the group. It's not like you're playing a solo. And so I didn't hear from many people that they were, they, they had stage fright yeah. going up there. They seem to really enjoy it. And it's also one of the reasons why Peter and I talked about this idea that our dress rehearsal can also be a concert. It's a way to bring our music out into the community to a place like Northfield Retirement Center where the residents may be homebound, and so we can bring our music to them. It also gives us a chance to practice performance. Mm -hmm. And a really good performance um, has um, plenty of practice behind it. And you have to practice performing. And so um, that's one of the reasons that we're going to be there. And it gives us a chance to put on our, put on our more polished um, attitude that night. And then it will help everyone get ready for the big event, which really is St. Patrick's Day at the Grand. Yes, and I think, and you'll have a very supportive audience. I hope that's one thing Northfield can do is to have uh, people who uh, want to support these activities and you know get out and hear it. this. And people love to hear music, and live music is is such a great thing. And so that's that's part of our community. And so this is a new a new way for us to to be able to do that. Um, and we brought some other pieces too. Maybe we want to uh, play a little bit more music at this point. Uh, is there one that stands out that we should jump to next? Maybe we should hear the story of um, for the star of the county down. Oh, that's him. That, that's his story. <laughs> well, he's got the intro. Well, first off, Laura picked it. I never yeah. heard of this piece before. We we have um, an opportunity to borrow music from some other music libraries of different organizations that. Um, we're friends with, and so this comes compliments of Cannavale Youth Orchestra. It's one that they've played in the past that I've heard them play, and so when I emailed Dion and I said, we need some pieces with Irish flair to them. Mm. Um, this is one that jumped out, and so um, it's, a, it's a lovely melody, but then the piece unfolds, you know, a reel in it, and some other tunes, so it's a medley of different tunes, so just musically, it fits the theme, and it's easy to play. So we can work on some musicality, which, if you're considering coming to our concert, one of my goals 
is to have a really great musical experience so that even if you're coming to an orchestra where we might be advanced beginners or intermediate players, you're going to hear really quality music. You're going to come away tapping your toes, having a tune in your head that you're going to enjoy and just a fun experience. That is good. We're going to play the music a little bit, play that clip, and then we'll hear about the, your story behind it that happened at, at the rehearsal. So this is um, the, let's see who's playing this. This is um, uh, looking at uh, the Pacific Cascade Middle School Advanced Orchestra Try 2 concert is the clip that we have. So we'll, we'll take a listen here to, um, to their music and uh, hear a little bit more at the, at the end. So we'll just take a, a quick listen. This We're starting this in about a minute 15 in. This, because it's a medley, there's a couple different um, spots in the music. So um, that wasn't the, the uh, star of County Down. Is that correct? It wasn't. We heard that end with the tremolo that sets the stage for the melody of Star of County Down to come out in the cello section. Okay, there we go. So, Peter, you wanted to talk about the story behind yeah. the music. Well, the Star of County Down is this young woman who is the epitome of beauty and grace of this town. And a young man's enamored by her looks, and he chases her around the world, well, around the county, <laughs> to <laughs> find her and uh, he or get to know her better. And I uh, actually, I don't know if he, they ever become a couple. So <laughs> I guess we can tell by listening how the music sounds if it ended up in because this song is his words for her. Mm. Okay, so I guess if the song ends in a lot of frustration i guess they don't become a couple so <laughs> well you can make it what you want then <laughs> so Lord, where should i play a pick up the play again right just where, we where you left off. right where we left off okay so this we were just trying to do a little bit of a um shorter clip because it's a, a quite a long piece and so we'll jump right back in at that spot and we'll listen a little more sorry sorry about that folks here we go um 
right, we got now. Now I reckon I've se- heard that that uh, song sound before, and we do have some, I guess, breaking news, right? But <laughs> <laughs> Peter, during the the music, was uh, doing a little research. This just in. Okay. <laughs> so I do have the lyrics to this piece, and very last paragraph, he refers to her as his smiling bride. So yes, they end up as a happy couple. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> A good story uh, and some lovely Irish music. And you also wanted to give a shout out uh, to uh, a connection. Yeah, so there's a few connections to the song in our orchestra. One of them being we have this amazing violinist who um, is part of an Irish session down in Faribault. A session is um, you come, to, uh, players come together and they play music. Um, they play Irish music. And so every Saturday morning, Mary O'Connor is down playing her violin at the Irish session in Faribault. And in fact, she loves her Irish music so much, she is going on a trip to Ireland. And so she's heading over there for the month of February. Ooh, so we were all some... asking her if she's going to the county downs. We'll have to find out more about that. That sounds very exciting. And if people are interested in participating, do you know where those uh, sessions are? Um, we will have to ask Mary to get okay. more information. Um, I do not have that right now. I just know that I have an invitation from another friend of mine who went down there because he met Mary at our orchestra. And so I've told Fritz to take me down to the Irish session some Saturday morning when he heads down there. That's great. And people can get in contact with you. Um, if folks are interested in the um, new orchestra are thinking, well, this sounds like a lot of fun and something I'd like to be a part of. Do you, you have opportunities for growth and for expansion? And if folks want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? They would get in contact with Peter or myself. And I, I Peter, why don't you talk about the best way to connect? Because you're heading up that communication um, piece. A couple ways. Go onto your Facebook happenings page or whatever community you live in, your Facebook community page, and you'll see uh, a posting with me with with all of our information on there. That's one way. Or you can come you, to the concert. Come and to the concert, <laughs> and then I'll give you my private email address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll that. give you Lori's email <laughs> and, and you can find my contact information in a few different places. Um, I'm at through Suzu- teaching through mm-hmm. teaching. So you'll see me listed on Suzuki Association of America's website under teachers. Um, my my contact information is on the webpage for Cannon Valley Youth Orchestra under the teachers page. And if you just Google my name, Laura Geisler, G E I S S L E R, you'll find out how to get in touch with me um, regarding my my teaching. And I think you guys are going to outgrow that rehearsal space real quick because I bet there's a lot of people listening who are. I, I just love the energy, and I'm sure that carries through to the group and for you know people who are looking for a place right now it's string instruments that you have what are the instruments that you're having to um you know arrange for for? yeah um the the violins would be violin one violin two violin three viola cello in some cases cello one cello two string bass so there's um, a whole variety of instruments playing different roles. Different parts, yep, yeah. and yeah. and mm-hmm. some and you can do that with when you have that a group like that. You can have some playing more of the melody or some right. playing the 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 sounds of what my, a percussion might do, or right. um, different. And 
levels to the music. Exactly. And ideally, in a good arrangement, the melody doesn't always sit in one part. It's transferred around. So that's what I'm working on now on the Washerwoman, trying to make it interesting and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the other pieces that you brought it was um, something some people might recognize. This this one might be one of your challenge pieces, do you think? The Brandenburg um, number three? Yeah, I think the Brandenburg number three is our musical challenge. I think the musicality asked of that piece is going to be what we really grow with. Um, our Samuel Coleridge Taylor Waltz is going to be our challenge piece, especially for the first violin section. Mm. But the Brandenburg Concerto, to really play that well, you have to know the dynamics. You have to get the articulation. You have to know what part is important and when that comes in and the rest of the orchestra has to get out of their way so they back them up and and that shines it, it yeah it's a really fun piece so we've got a, a clip of that for folks as well so i'm going to go ahead and get that queued up i'm just gonna start that from the beginning we'll just play a, a little snippet of that so this is the bach brandenburg concerto number three and this is from the metamorphose string orchestra want to make sure to get uh, the correction out there that the opening, the group that uh, is performing this song had a little sort of their own tagline music at the beginning. And so that was, didn't start with the Brandenburg Concerto, but that was their, um, you know, little, uh, what the signature, I guess you might want to call it for all of the, all of the pieces that they put on the, the um, site. So, uh, but just a lovely piece. I mean, it's something... I don't know, there's something about some of those songs that, you know, either, whether it brings you back to playing in orchestras before or just as a part of the culture and, you know, your heart sort of sings with it as you hear it, and that's that's certainly one of them. 
So that's exciting that you guys are doing, you know, taking on those pieces that are um, a little harder. And, and even though you're some, somebody who's a brand new or group, and so you've started rehearsals. We started rehearsals. We had a great rehearsal last night. We had almost everyone there, and we just dug into the music. Um, we, we started out with Irish Washerwoman, had fun with the tune, and then we got into the nitty-gritty of what do what do we need to start thinking about as we put something together? It's one thing to just run through a piece, right? Mm -hmm. But it's another thing to say, okay, when we play the piece, what, what needs to be on the forefront of our mind? Is there a part I need to practice? Um, do I need to be aware of dynamics? Who's, who has the, the, who has the part before me that leads into what I'm doing that comes out? And mm -hmm. we, we took a look at a lot of different parts and we gave different group, different sections a chance to have a little um, little time in the spotlight with a melody or a really important part, and have a chance to realize, you know, what is one of the gems that they get to really play out. And um, yeah, we we learned a little tremolo. I think that was a new technique that a lot of violins, some violins knew, a lot of violins didn't. So we had fun with a new technique, learning that, and gave it you know star of the county down the cellos had a chance to just shine underneath there mm, that sounds like a really good rehearsal because that you know it's it's learning again it's that lifelong learning right and you, you you always have something even if you know the piece playing it with this group with these people with these instruments it it you you are working through some new things and that i think that's what makes it probably really great for the people what have the experiences been i'll ask um Peter and uh, Lori about the, you know, for the players. What do you, what are the reactions you're hearing? What are the things that you're... Right. Well, and I'll mention, um, I was amazed. I teach at Hofstadt, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I have 10 adult students, and I'm just amazed in th this community. Three of them are playing in the orchestra, and um, um, I've, I, you know, I've encouraged them, of course, but um, I'll mention one of our favorites, um, she actually lives in Faribault, and I, I started her. I, she was already playing, but she came to me in the fall. She had had a big break from teachers because she didn't want to do Zoom lessons and just mm. took her a while to get back, and she loves it. She can't talk any more <laughs> higher, highly about it. The experience, um, playing with people, not just being on her own, the challenges, um, Laura's guidance, Peter's administrative work, yeah. and it she it she just being she's she's like this added such a what I needed in my life. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. I that's I think what what this group can accomplish. Mm -hmm. Peter, any stories um, you want to share, and then we might have time for a really quick cut, so we might have to pick either the Ashokan or the Waltz by Samuel Coleridge. So I'll give you guys a second to think about what you want. Well, I just want to thank Lori, my wife, because she heard me go on and on about I cannot keep practicing and not have something to belong to. She connected with something that she heard from Laura about needing some mm -hmm. adult students for a small chamber group. Then Lori decides to have a, this is the serendipitous part, um, if I said that word right. Mm -hmm. uh, she has her recital at Carrie's Barn. Laura's there. Well, I, because I want yeah. wanted Laura to play. She brought, yeah. <laughs> she, she yeah. brought, yeah. Yeah. 
And so I'm just sitting there and it's like, okay, I'll connect the dots. So I appreciate that Lori recognized my need and I really appreciate that Laura wanted to do this. It, it's beautiful. I just, I, this is the best fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> I love hearing that. And uh, do you want to share a little of, of one of those songs? Let's talk about the waltz. Okay. Let's pull that up then. And if you want to introduce it, I will, um, hmm, three fours. Let's see if it's up here. Um, and that's an Irish either. song too, right? He's a, he's a British composer. Close so, enough. <laughs> yeah, no. so Samuel Coleridge Taylor was a British composer that whose life spanned the 19th to the 20th century. Um, and I think he didn't live to be very old. Am I correct? Like I don't think. 37 or something? Yeah, like he was yeah. pretty young yeah. when he passed. He was quite a composer. He, um, his grandfather was a violinist and taught him violin. And very quickly, his family realized how, what a gift he had. This is a very common story for a lot of the composers that we know um, from before the time we had internet or even yeah. audio recordings, right? Um, and there, there's a big tradition of parents teaching kids think of, Mozart, think of Bach, right? Mm -hmm. And then he went to his his family, scraped together money, and sent him to the Royal Music Academy. And he he became a very well known composer. He did three tours in the United States, and um, th this waltz is out is a piano composition actually of his that has been arranged by orchestra. One of the things that um, I've just let really kind of percolate in my thoughts is the the question of underrepresented composers. Mm. Um, that that is something you know in the you know the time after George Floyd, and you know a, as we think about what does underrepresentation mean, how has it affected us? And I think about that question: how has it affected me as a musician? And me as a teacher, me as a person, kind of in musical life, what is that? And what I, one of the answers I've come to start to realize is that what, one of the things it means is that the music of some incredibly talented people was lost to history almost. Mm -hmm. And Coleridge Taylor was really one of those composers. He's a composer that many people probably haven't heard of. Um, and I've heard some of his orchestral works. Um, I think Allstate did a piece called Bambula a mm. few years ago. What a fun piece. My students who are in Allstate, they absolutely loved it. Um, he has some violin concertos, which are really beyond the level that I teach a lot of my students. Um, so some of his solo violin work, I just haven't looked at that and said, yes, I want to go and teach this piece. Um, but I, as I was looking for what are we going to do, and I had a list of here, like, here are things that I want um, out of this piece. I, I was looking through names, and I was looking through pieces, and this came up. It's a beautiful lyrical piece. I love lyricism. It has a moving rhythm. You need a good rhythm in a waltz. You need that one, two, three. But it has a little more depth and complexity than just a um pa pa waltz. I just think the way that he has composed it with rhythm, lyricism, 
And it's not a very long piece. I just, I love this piece. So we'll have to, we're just going to play out a couple uh, bars of it, I guess. Okay. And this is from the Sphere Ensemble. And so we'll take a listen. And I think we're going to have to wrap the show um, at the, uh, while well, the, maybe while the music plays. So here it is, to just to give you a taste. I really want to encourage people to look this up. It's a Sphere Ensemble, Three Fours, Opus 71, Adante by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. It is an absolute, I, I have to say, I couldn't stop listening to this when after you sent the clip. And, and the visuals on this are also pretty phenomenal because it was the concert was recorded during the pandemic, so the players are all wearing masks, and just that just brought up a whole another level of things as well. So I want to encourage people to look that up. It's been my joy to have you here today to talk about, let's get this, the, the bows, strings, and contentment orchestra. Um, those web, uh, concert information is going to be on our website. And folks, I want to thank uh, Peter Stegner, uh, Lori Melting Stegner, and Laura Geisler for being here to talk about the group. I hope people um, come out for the concert. I'll remind them as we get closer. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you folks this is art zany radio for the imagination thanks for listening to the show that celebrates all things creating and i hope that you go out and get inspired by this and of course remember to add some art zany to your life in the meantime till next time enjoy your imagination enjoy weekends with wendy saturday and sunday mornings here on the one 95.1 the one more music better variety the one